The views, thoughts, and opinions expressed during this or any broadcast belong solely to our guests or our hosts. These broadcasts do not represent or reflect the views of their employers, sponsors, or affiliated organizations. Welcome to the Flipboard EDU podcast with your host, William Jeffrey, where we collaborate, communicate, and educate with the greatest educators in the world on Flipboard. Let's start the show. Welcome back, Flipboard fam. This is your favorite coach, Coach Jeffrey, and I have two amazing guests here today. I have Roberta Bento and Tyus Bento, all the way from Brazil. I want to welcome you to the show. Thank you. We are so happy to be here with you. Yes. Hi, guys. So happy to be here straight from Brazil. Yes. Okay. So let's tell our listening audience a little bit about yourselves. Okay. Okay. We are mother and daughter. We are educators and we are specialists in the school and family relationship. And our whole work on education has its basis on our life history. I was a child whose was the first school said, no, we don't want you here because I had the brain palsy when I was born. And so the first school, my parents tried to enroll me, said they didn't want me there because I wouldn't be able to learn and I would cause them troubles. So I was so lucky that despite my parents were very simple people, like they hadn't gone to school for long. My father was a bricklayer, but they were, they have decided that they would focus on my potential and not on my disability. So they went to another school and asked for an opportunity for me to be a student as any other child. And my parents and the school partner, and they decided that they would make me believe that I was as capable as any other child. And that was what made it possible for me to overcome all the challenges I faced. So I decided when I was still very young that whatever I went to through my life, I would have this mission of giving back to school the opportunity I had. So I graduated in language arts and I have post-graduation in marketing and human resource. And when I decided it was time for me to fulfill my biggest dream, because education is my mission, but my biggest dream was to be a mom, to be a mother. So for the second time, I had all the doctors telling me, no, you cannot do that because of the sequels I have from brain palsy. They said I would never be able to go to the nine months of pregnancy. But I thought that woman for whom, again, they, people were saying, no, you cannot, was the same person who once was a child. Everybody said, you, you won't learn, you won't speak, you won't walk. And I had overcome all that. So I decided that I would try. And I had a very hard time during my pregnancy, but I had this huge present who is here with me. And now she can tell how uh, things went to... So we got to the place we are here. We are now as a digital influencer in educational content in Brazil. And we also studied neuroscience. So now it's time for Tai to go on. So 
I graduated in pedagogy. Okay, you got to tell us your name, Thais. Go ahead. But, tell us your name. My name is Thais. <laughs> yeah, nobody knows how to say it in here in the U.S. <laughs> yeah, it's T-A-I-S. And I was telling William that when I go to Starbucks, I lie about my name because nobody knows how to write it here. You are Roberta. I say I'm Roberta when I ask for a coffee there. So I graduated in pedagogy and I taught kindergarten in Brazil. And in 2014, I had an idea of creating a YouTube channel where I would play like a reality show in which I would go to families' houses whenever they were having trouble with their kids' relationship with studies. So when their kids were not doing homework or wanting to go to school, I would go to their houses and help them adjust the routine, the routine from the family routine. Their kids could improve their relationship with schools and studies. So that YouTube channel became very big. And that was when I found out that families in Brazil were really needing this kind of help. And that at that time, I also found out that I was needing my mom's help because whenever I had a, a family to visit and a whole strategy to, to give the family, my mom would help me a lot, telling me, ah, this family should do this and that, then the kid will study. And every time I would go to the family's houses, and apply the things my mom was suggesting, it would work. I made her an invitation for her to become my partner, and she quit. The, and that's how she became my boss. <laughs> and then that's when she quit the work she had been in for 18 years. And we start in technology and education. We went to study about cognitive neuroscience together. And then we started our Everything we do now that is called SOS in Brazil, in which we help families and schools on things they could do on their families' homes to make students' relationship better with school. And we also became digital influencers in Brazil for education because schools started to use our content, the content we were posting on Instagram to talk to families. And then we started to have a big number of schools following us and talking to us. And now what we do is we give talks all over Brazil and we have this Instagram account in which we post a lot of content for schools and parents. That's right. And that's it. And we have a podcast. Because we started to have lots of schools following us and we following us and we felt, see, when your mother is your partner, you're giving an interview, she's correcting you. So we have a podcast in which we talk with school principals about hard things they deal every day at schools and we give them suggestions on what things they could do. Gotcha. Gotcha. So I am a former professor. Hey, I'm moving into a new role, but I was a principal of a high school. And so some of the challenges that we see in our school is the influx of drugs. Is that one of the same things you guys have in Brazil? What solutions might you provide for some of us who see that struggle in our school? Yes, unfortunately, that's also true in Brazil. And there's this huge movement. In communities trying to help the, those uh, adolescents, we usually tell parents that they should have this closer relationship with their children. Since they are young, 
So they will have this channel to communicate and to, to be able to see how their children are doing before they think that their mates are the ones who really know what's good for them. But if they lose the spirit when their children are still small, it's very hard to connect with their teenager when they already think that adults don't know anything about life, that their friends are the ones who really know what they are supposed to do. Yeah. And what we tell parents is that they should go where their children are. So they should listen to the same music. They should watch and learn about their heroes that usually are YouTubers. So if parents just get closer to their children, instead of judging the songs that they like, the YouTubers they watch, they can connect and they will have a better chance to, to be closer to their children when they are adolescents and maybe just have them question what their mates are saying. Or even better, parents need to help their children to have a better self-esteem. Because usually what happens is because they are, they spend so much time online and they lose connection with real people and family and they get depressed and they don't really like who they are or how they look. Mm. And I get this from my father because since I was very small, he used to tell me that I was different and I needed help. I still need help to climb stairs or to, I cannot run. And sometimes I would fall, just, I, it still happens. I have to be very careful and look ahead before I walk. My, pe my father was to say, used to say that if anybody laughs at you, this person has a problem, not you. So my father made me strong enough so that other people's opinion on me wouldn't affect my self-esteem so much that I would need to find you know, ways to feel better but find it inside myself. So I am the result of this family school close relationship. So I know that it's possible, although it's a challenge, especially nowadays when it's, you know, they, they are influenced by people parents don't know because in the past we had our neighbors yes. and whatever our parents watched or read. And nowadays parents usually don't know who are influencing their children. That's why it's so important for them to be close together. And it doesn't matter if they work hard all day long, because I used, I used to work a lot and to travel a lot all, all over the road when Thais was still a child. But the time I had with her, I was really with her. And that's when we built this very close relationship we have until nowadays. And another thing that happens in Brazil, not everywhere, but it's a movement that's getting bigger is for this drug issue, is to make the school open, to, even during weekends, with different activities for teenagers. So sports or arts or graffiti and lots of things that they really like to do. So you can take them away from the streets and from bad places and take them to school to make fun and good things during weekends too. Those are excellent ideas. And I love what you shared about your father's building your self-esteem in there. One of the things we have a problem with in Texas is those electronic cigarettes, the vapes, because they're flavored. And if truth is to be told, if you have an educational podcast and you're not talking about how students are leaving the classroom and going into the restroom, going pills, 
and drinks and all that. We have a segment of our population who doesn't. But I love the idea of opening the school and allowing them things that they love to do. But mm-hmm. teachers are tired. Teachers yeah. are tired. Some schools are, we see, doing that with the community. So even parents who can, parents feel good because some of them, even from the poorest, that is my spot, vulnerability from places with more vulnerability. Sometimes we see parents who didn't study, so they think they cannot help their kids with schools because they feel bad because they didn't study. But when they realize that something that they know how to do, how do you say that thing when you like bordar neat or paint or anything else that they know how to do, that they could help their school, their kids' school, that make them feel good too. So you can get all the community involved in this. You don't need to leave it all for the teachers because they are very tired. Yes. (laughs) And also we have learned in neuroscience that those children really need an adolescent They need authentic praise. Yeah. Thank you. We have helped each other. So they they need authentic praise. That means that they know when they are praised for something that they really did. So if you create opportunities for them to do something that they feel useful and participating, and then you just tell them, wow, I'm so proud of your effort. And if you think that teachers are so tired, but we can ask students for help in simple situations where they didn't even think they could be helpful. And that would make them feel better about themselves and closer to the teacher. And that would help them have this better self-esteem so they can fight this search for reward and for their brain to feel good all the time. And then learn how to face this. Some times of the day or the month where when they don't feel at their best, but they learn how to search for things that they can do to overcome those periods. But they have, they need self-esteem because they are, they, they compare themselves all the time, even to situations that are not real, but they are there on the screen. So seem real. And that's it. So instead of just telling them, turn this off. So you have, Because parents usually just tell them, you have to turn the screen off. You have to do something else. But they don't, children don't really know what to do if they turn it off, if they disconnect. So telling stories about parents, childhood and playing games. Word games. Yeah. Y'all play word games? Uh, Yeah. Y'all play word games? Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Playing board games and that will help those students to feel better about about themselves and to learn to deal with real time that's, no, it's slower than time on the screen. And they need, and we also tell parents that your screen should not be part of any meal. Even if their, their children feel sad or complain, they should say, okay, but this is a, this is our time together. And the most they share th- these meal times together, the more they help their children to balance the time they live. They look at each other's eyes and, and to develop the skills they will need to use for a relationship with a friend or for a relationship with studies and everything. Yes, that is sage wisdom right there. The thing that I'm really proud about is that the commonalities that we face and 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 both cultures because parents struggle in schools here in America. The relationship, especially mm-hmm. poverty, and mm-hmm. and also too, some of our impoverished students are the ones who are in the bathrooms trying to self medicate, trying to 
deal through different things. And I really love how y'all broke that down. The cure simply is the relationship between the parent and the student and the school. And I love that. I love that. That is a great mindset. And it's so simple. It just should be, we should just go ahead and knock it out the door. It's just, but if we don't move that way, what are you guys, what are you ladies, excuse me, what are y'all, what are you getting out of Hesty? What are you looking forward to sharing your mission, your story with here at Hesty? One thing that we like a lot about Hesty energy and bigness, I don't know, the hugeness is because we all from education field, we feel like everybody feels like Education is not, doesn't get the value that it deserves. And in Brazil, last year, this year, we've been facing some things that we've heard about here in the U.S., but we, now it's getting bigger there. A bad thing is the schools getting shootings. shootings and attacks. And that gets lots of TV shows and media and everything. And people were starting to get afraid of going to schools. And whenever we see an opportunity to have education valued and to show educators how it can be good, how many people are thinking about ways to get it better, solutions. So whenever we have this opportunity to show educators that there is a way, we, everybody's trying to find a way, we can do it together. I think EST brings this hugeness of education in a positive way. That's difficult to find in other places. And also in Brazil, we were the country that stayed, the schools stayed closed for longer. We had schools closed for two years for the during the pandemic. So now there's this huge gap because many public schools didn't have a chance to have classes at all because most of them don't have computers or internet connection at home. So that's really, that was really chaos. And so there's this gap teachers have to work on and there is this worry of parents is my child going to yeah and we know that technology is the resource we have so we can have whatever each child is at their learning process if we have technology we can serve each one wherever they are and they can go, can go from there to where they should be if they had going to school. So we also love this idea of having so many people talking about technology into the classroom, not just dreaming of something that one day will be possible to do. But here we really find solutions and practical suggestions and everything we see is based on school needs, not on the company idea of what it should be. So we also want to show people in Brazil, both educators, families, and also companies who serve schools, whatever we find here. And most of the times we see some solutions here that we have seen in Brazil, but, and it's so nice when they say, okay, you see this here, like this presentation we have just seen, there are companies in Brazil that are preparing like LMS systems to help teachers. But sometimes Brazilians don't think that's good enough because do you think it's good enough? So whenever we see something like yesterday, it happened, we were at the Expo Hall. Yeah, Expo Hall. And we saw some, something there. We said, you know what, schools in Brazil, you have this company in Brazil who offers you this solution. 
and you can pay in reais. That's our currency. Because to buy one dollar, we have to have five reais. So wow. it's a lot. Yeah. yeah. And there also things we find here that we didn't see there, then it's also either inspiration for Brazil or we connect companies from here, from the U.S. to companies in Brazil. And we have done that many times. And they and then they have this company translating and adapting this technology to Brazilian schools. So that's how we fulfill our mission. And I have this mission of giving back to school. Yes. What this school gave me. So that's why we travel all over the world looking for inspiration and also sharing best practice, very wonderful solutions that education in Brazil finds despite the lack of resource that many times happen, mainly in public schools. Yes. I want to thank you because thinking about the things you gave back, you gave your old daughter and you gave time and you gave him, this was a lot. So I think in Brazil, they're lucky to have someone like you to, to know the connections. And then another thing I'm very impressed about is that you have to be really intelligent to speak two languages. Okay? But not only that, you guys are making connections in these languages and then bringing those connections back to your home country. So uh, that's amazing. Thank you. Oh, thank you so much, William. And you know what? My father, the schools, the school I went to, they called my father and my mother for a meeting where they asked them if any, there was anybody teaching me English. Because in schools in Brazil, usually we learn just grammar. And then my father said, no, we have no way to help her with English because I'm a bricklayer and my mother hadn't gone to school just for third grade. But my father left that meeting and he thought that if the school pointed that I had a talent, he wanted to help me to develop that talent. So he went to knock at many language academies or just asking for a scholarship for me because he couldn't afford for me to learn English. Wow. And then he offered his service as a bricklayer for the maintenance of the building in exchange of for my yeah wow look at that and that's how i learned english from my childhood and then because it was so important for me i wanted to to learn and then i became an english teacher yeah and then i knew that was important so since Thais was still a child she started studying english so i also thank my father for that yes that's an amazing story so where And our listening audience, find you all in. The best place to find us is on Instagram. Our Instagram account is SOS Educação. I'll spell it. E D U C A O. It's education. It's in education Portuguese. in Portuguese. So it's yeah. SOS Education like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. Okay. And that's the only place? We, You're on Twitter? We are on Facebook, on. LinkedIn or TikTok, every, everywhere, SOS, YouTube, Castle. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. And so before I leave, we are both got an amazing honor. We're HD ambassadors. Yes. What ambassador thing have you done? Have you ladies done? Well, lots of ambassadors. <laughs> We've been talking about HD for like months. And in Brazil, we have this mission to let people know what ESTE is, East, the importance of ESTE uh, for education. We are making funny videos and content videos and answering questions from people that people sent us on Instagram and what else. And we have been in meetings, special meetings here during ESTE. And then we get to know some 
resources that are available and also what the plans are for the future. Like yesterday when we heard from Richard yeah. and Joseph. And there's something wonderful too, because we had this meet and greet yeah. with the, uh, not the guest, the... The mystery. Yes, yeah, with Tar James. Yeah, it was wonderful. And today with Ellie Ward. Yeah. And I should be here. It was the, now. We just R right before here. here. Yeah. And that's wonderful because uh, they are famous in Brazil. Huh? And because we took a picture with them and then we had the Brazilian flag. So we have many school families and school directors and teachers, everybody commenting and you know, just answering the post and asking questions. So we got their attention too, because yeah. we post yeah. that photo. So it makes all sense. Yeah, connectors. And so that's really it's very good to know you. And I hope that we get a chance to stay in contact. Yeah. With you. Yeah. And you are invited to go to Brazil yeah. and we are going to I'm visit right some schools together. <laughs> I love Brazil. Yeah. It's a lifelong dream to get there. I would love to be there. And if I get there, I'm going to call you the ladies. Yes, for sure. Even before you go. Oh, because we make connections, there are some events in Brazil we are part of. So maybe you could be invited to speak in an event. And then you have all your expenses covered. I have just had an idea. Have you thought what I hey, thought? I have goosebumps. Okay. <laughs> we'll work on that. Yeah, y'all work on it. Listen. Okay, ladies, thank you. For thank you. Sure, appreciate it. Thank you. Welcome back, Flipboard fam. This is your favorite coach, Coach Jeffrey. And I am excited to be an ISTE ambassador for 2023. ISTE is the world's leading organization dedicated to improving the teaching and learning of educators and students through the use of technology. As an ambassador, I will have the opportunity to share my passion for technology with educators from around the world. I will also have the opportunity to learn from other educators like yourself and collaborate on innovative projects. I am confident that this experience will help me become a better educator and make a positive impact on the lives of my own students. I would like to send a huge congratulations to the other ISTE ambassadors, Tice and Roberta Bento, the E-Twins, Mario and Alberto, Jorge Valenzuela, Jason Trin, Martha Boniarno, Nate Lyons, Matt Miller, and Dr. Jennifer Miller. So like we always do at this time, let's collaborate, communicate, and educate with the best educators in the world right here on Flipboard EDU Podcast. Flipboard fam, thanks for sticking with me on this episode. I want to thank Thais and Roberta Bento for speaking with us about education in Brazil and ISTE Live 23. I want to give a special shout out to Crystal Vanderboom and Aileen Laylor for their edits on the Flipboard Educators blog. Also, speaking of shout outs, I want to give a shout out to everybody I met at the ISTE conference. It was a great time. Also want to give a shout out to the teachers and the principals and the office staff that are rejuvenating their spirits for the upcoming school year. Hey, don't forget to subscribe to our Flipboard EDU podcast magazine and the Flipboard EDU podcast, The Art of Curation with Mia Quadrillo. Our podcast and Flipboard's podcast is available globally and everywhere you listen to podcasts. So please share our podcast with an educator or colleague. And remember, 
Every story has a plus on Flipboard. Until next time, family.